Um, so Khadija and I have come to the conclusion that I will not be smoking for any more. Oh, fuck it, I'm gonna smoke. You know what? No, I need to. No, no. I think you know what it is. I think if Dennis preps, then it's okay for him to smoke. But if Dennis does not prep before the episode, he smokes and then is looking at me for 30 minutes. <laughs> that is absolutely what happened. That is absolutely what happened. Um, Coming in with hot energy, be like, that's the motherfucking truth. <laughs> You ain't tell a lie. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let's just start aggress. Let's start taking aggressive accountability. Khadija. <laughs> you see, I don't even know where I come up with these things. You're just gonna be like, you be like, and what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Remember when I you was said- being irresponsible? Period. I was being irresponsible, Period. and I apologize because oh. I'm better than that. Damn. Aggressive accountability. <laughs> Literally aggressive accountability. You know what song plays in my head when that when? Because that's how you get your anger out Literally. about having to be accountable. Literally. But then you still are actually trying to be accountable. You're like, man, man. All right. You're like, you know what? I am wrong. I am wrong. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes I do project onto you. Move out the way. And that's not fair. <laughs> Move out the way. <laughs> Okay, sorry. I'm hyper. I just ate for the first time all day. That's why. That'll do it. That'll do it. What did you... What was it? A fried chicken sandwich? Yeah, but I don't know how to explain it because it's not just a regular chicken sandwich. She's not... She's not a regular chicken she's sandwich. Not, she's, she's not she's like not the other regular, chicken sandwiches. She's not a fucking regular chicken Wait, sandwich. Wait, do you like... Are you a fan of fried chicken sandwiches in general? Like, have you tried the ones from, like, the major chains and everything? Not necessarily. I, I, because I have to know that the chicken is good. You know what I'm saying? Because of all the meats that I eat, chicken is probably the one that I eat on a regular basis. Yeah. Like, I'll eat red meat once in a while. I'll eat. Well, I don't know if it's once in a while. I just, I, like, I don't go out of my way. Yeah. Like, this week I'm, like, making steak with my brother. Period. But, like, I don't go out of my way um, to buy red meat, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah, chicken. yeah. Do you, um, have you tried the Popeye's chicken sandwich? I have not. I had heard a lot about it. It's quite good. I'm the kind of person good. that hops onto a trend very late in the game. Yeah, Like, when the trend fair. is on its way out, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> what? You're like, ooh, skinny jeans. I'm so early, <laughs> I'm late. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Um, Although, listen, what? I feel like the girlies are going to be wearing bangs this fall. I don't know. The girlies are probably going to be wearing bangs. Um, I'm feeling that the girlies are going to be wearing bangs. Hi. Wait, same. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did have a bang. I have a bang. I, I've i had a bang. Speaking it of... It just depends on how you style your hair. Speaking of bang... Bang, bang... He shot me. I bang, love bang. that song. Oh, I fucking There was one. Song. The first time I heard it. The first, the, when, when was the first time you heard it? Do you remember? I was probably, ooh, this had to have been either like 12, 13, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It was at a time, or maybe it was a little bit older because I remember it was at a time when I would go online looking for music and like. Yeah, somehow that song was one that I found. So it was a bit later because it was on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but maybe like in high school. Mm, yeah. 
The first time I heard that song, it was a dance remix. And it was a, it was, yeah, yeah. Think about it. I'll link it to you. It's really good. So the first time I heard the song was a dance remix. And it was, I was watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show live. And <laughs> that is the most Dennis was a gay child. Absolutely. Ever. Absolutely. <laughs> I turn over, stereotype. I turn over to my mom and I'd be like, I'm not gay. <laughs> I love these women. <laughs> I love these women. <laughs> that like, I love watching these women. <laughs> I love the objectification of women. <laughs> this is paining me to say, but it does. They are. It, it does. They tie, are. They hot. are. They they look healthy. They look good. <laughs> they look healthy. Yeah. Yeah, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Um, yeah, so that... version of a redneck. Literally. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Put her there, bud. Oh, yeah. Let's chop some brewskis, eh? Stop. We're not Please. putting this in. I'm so, so sorry. I grew up around uh, a lot well, of I'm still. Folk. I'm still going to put it on my Patreon. Damn. Tonight. Uh, <laughs> Tonight. Maybe we, we should really just we should just record on Friday nights. Tonight, tonight, it's going on my Patreon tonight. Oh, I just caught it at the end of it. You see, you see, you felt what I was playing. Nice, down. nice, nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So that was the first time I heard that song and I was like, this song is it. So then I like, I searched it up and I was like, oh, this song is kind of scary. Um, That's why I liked it. Let me actually, my little sister, I'm going to find uh, it and send it to you. Um, my little sister yesterday <laughs> said to people that I was a spooky bitch in the family. That's how she spoke about me to these strangers. Yeah, she's a spooky bitch in the family. <laughs> I was like, she's a spooky bitch. First of all, you're right. And also, how dare you? Exactly. <laughs> oh my god, also, guess what I did with my nails? What did you do with your I nails? I they're going to turn off. The... I've just been doing random colors. Come on now. You're giving fall. She fell. So I mixed it up. Yeah. Gorge. And then, but this is a weird nail polish because when it comes out in the, uh, like in the daylight, it looks purple and blue. Oh, what? Is that not burgundy and green? Yeah, yeah it is. But okay. then when it's in the sunlight, it looks purple and blue. Like, it changes color. That's the appeal of it. I didn't oh. know that that was the case. I was like, oh, I just wanted to be burgundy and dark green. But anyway, I think I'm going to start just mixing up nail colors and stuff. Why not? That's cute. Who cares about uniformity? Oh, my God. I Thank found you. the clip. I do it with my earrings. Period. Mostly. Not not today, but you know, mostly. The clip is from 2005. Wow. <laughs> but this was the first time that I ever heard it. It's actually a bop. Like, it's it's so good. And, like, Tyra opens the, the, the section. Okay, am I about to watch this? Here we go. I mean, you can. You don't have to watch it right now, but I, I am holding a gun to your head, so... <laughs> <laughs> but I do have Lydia 
<laughs> in a plastic bag <laughs> right on Kanisha. the floor next to me. So. <laughs> Sorry. Hot. Oh, wow. I heard this as a little gaby, and I was like, I was getting my life into my fucking living room to this song. Ooh. I was like, in 2005 or what? 12, 13 year old Dennis? Yeah, literally. Me doing like an eight count in my fucking living room. My mom's like, you're, you're a little fruity. And I was like, me? No, not me. I love girls. <laughs> no, it couldn't be no, me. No, but like the audacity for me to be like, no, guys, I love girls. Don't worry. Um, yeah, that was wild. I was, tr- wild. I truly thought I was a, like an, an Academy Award winning actress because of the way that I was lying Stop. to these people. I was like, you know what? I have everyone fooled. <laughs> but it was sad because the only person I couldn't fool <laughs> was my me mom. What's know, my mom? She, she saw right through me. She saw right through me. She saw right through her curtain bangs into my soul. I mean, listen, because my mom asked me all the time. She was, the first question was, are you still a virgin? Next one was, are you a lesbian? <laughs> and then she'd always be like, you could tell me. I'm like, what? When I came out to my mom, she literally, she said two words. I know. <laughs> I was about to say, get out. <laughs> she was like, and what? <laughs> she said two words. Bitch, bye. <laughs> she said three words. You better work. <laughs> I was about to say, she said two words. Bitch, work. <laughs> but, okay, so I did, okay. I she guess. said two words. We stand. <laughs> <laughs> she said two words. You ate. <laughs> she, she said two words. I live. <laughs> No! I just imagine my mom like duck walking oh off the stage. That's literally what... Oh my that's god. Why it's so funny. But, oh my god, so I, I actually, I came out to my mom like at the Calgary airport. Did I tell you this? <laughs> what? No? Um, so I went home. Okay, not me like exposing my entire life. Anyway, so I went home. I went home to Alberta. Well, Alberta's not home, but my parents live there. Anyway, so I visited Alberta. My parents live there. And um, I was convinced that this would be the last time that I would ever talk to my parents. I think I told you this before. Um, Yeah. But I was like, by the end of this trip, I have to, like, I have to do something for myself. I have to do this for myself. So I came out to my mom. And then I was so convinced that that would be the last time I would ever talk to my parents. So I told my mom, like, maybe I should turn a light on, hey? My bad. I'm, like, here in the fucking darkness of... Um, so I told, uh, I told my mom I was gay, and she was like, I know. And, um, 
I was literally convinced that I would never talk to my family ever again because they, they would disown me for being a homosexual. Well, so there's that. And they didn't. Well, I know my parents did not. Well, <laughs> <laughs> my parents didn't either. Wild. There you go. You know, it's crazy how people you think people in your life will react a certain way, but. You just need to manage your expectations. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Very wild. So, but, uh, speaking of... All right. Um, speaking of uh, objectifying women... Um, no? Hold on, give me one more second. I'm so sorry, Dennis. Okay, speaking of Victoria's Secret Fashion Show... Um, oh. No? What can I speak about? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so sorry. That was so right. No. 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 <laughs> we both did it. <laughs> we have to go to the concert together. We have There's no way. to go to the There's concert. There's literally no way we're going separately. No, it like, doesn't make any sense. Mentally, I'm there. Physically, I'm there. Financially, we're on our way. That's what I'm saying because I was like. We are on our way financially. Where we are going financially, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> but um, I did look at my bank account. <laughs> no, I'm not even going to talk about that, actually. <laughs> Never mind. You know what? That's okay. It's okay. Not even, not even the kids on Patreon need to know. I just paid rent. You know what? I'm starting. To, I'm going to start charging people for making jokes, okay? I, I'm serious. I'm, I'll send you an invoice after this. Me. <laughs> the way you're like. <laughs> what is happening to you? No, the way the way you're literally just like. <laughs> I was genuinely confused. Like I actually believed you for a second. I was like, wait a minute. No. An, invo- an invoice. I'll invoice you for all the laughs. No. For all the yuck yucks. For all the yuck yucks that I provide. Can you imagine? All right, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> so. Here we go. Here we go. Here we are. Um, we are here talking about none other than. Oh, wait, than... I thought you just said you were going to. You were just going to say I was reading all about love. So I was reading all about love. <laughs> and. I came across two very uh, relevant quotes, and I'm interested to know what, I guess, what, like, your experiences are with this specific quote, or if a quote, if you read All About Love by Bell Hooks and this stood mm-hmm. out to you, but, uh, yeah, so I'll, the first quote is, <clears throat> um, The wounded child inside many males is a boy who, when he first spoke his truths, was silenced by paternal sadism, by a patriarchal world that did not want him to claim his true feelings. The wounded child inside many females is a girl who was taught from early childhood that she must become something other than herself, deny her true feelings in order to attract and please others. When men and women punish each other for truth-telling, we reinforce the notion that lies are better. To be, uh, to be loving, we willingly hear the other's truth 
and most important, we affirm the value of truth-telling. Lies may make people feel better, but they do not help them to know love. When when Bell Hooks mm. took her pen to that paper mm-hmm. and wrote that quote, there she, was a ripple in the space time continuum. There was a ripple. There was. There was a shift. Consider us hooked. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> I'm done with me too. Consider us okay. hooked. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you did. I. That is, thank you. Thank you. Um, so. Thank you. <laughs> Clearly, Andrew Taint. <laughs> not clearly, okay. <laughs> not clearly. You don't know not this clearly, man. Not clearly. Not clearly. Not clearly. But okay, no, no, no. I see what you mean. Sorry. Can I just speak to that quote for a second? Because yeah, of I... course. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like get it. that's the point. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I love that she brings up both men and women. Because obviously this is Bell Hooks. I, I don't know when this book was written and slash or published. But yeah. either way, gender binaries, people speak in them. It's the easiest way because all of us are socialized in them. To right. To like understand. So that's why I try to speak in those now. Right. Just so people know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And so that those that are affected by whatever socialization can speak to that. But anyway, I just, I feel like it's so true. So many of us, if you're socialized as a girl, you gotta like put your feelings to the side. A guy's feelings come first. You never want to hurt his feelings. Don't hurt his pride. That's why you gotta be polite. Mm. That's why you have to sacrifice parts of yourself. Like when I talk about people like splitting up parts of their humanity, I'm not just talking about men. I'm talking about all of us. Yeah. I say people because yeah. it's like men are taught, like she says, this. I don't know this. And obviously, you can speak to this better because you're a guy. But do you feel that she's accurate in the way she depicts how men are taught to relate or not relate to women and to others in general, especially from their fathers? I would say, yes, she is very accurate in depicting that because she's also speaking from her own experience. And in my experience, I, while growing up, I was taught to not show emotion. And if I were to show emotion, it better not be crying or better not be a sign of like any... um, Weakness is the better word. Mm -hmm. Um, As men were taught that, or the idea is perpetuated that um, if you are to show any sign of uh, vulnerability, that is also, that is equated to weakness. And that is not the case. If anything, people being vulnerable is a sign of bravery and strength. And I think Brene Brown talks about this, where she's like... Ooh, my girl Brene. Anytime you talk about feelings, you got to bring her up. Shout out to Brene Brown. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Listen to her podcast if you guys uh, yeah. haven't heard it before. But she also has so many great 
like resources like books that she's come out with um i think the the most recent one is like atlas of life of the heart atlas of the heart atlas of the heart you mean this book right here there you go there you go alice of the heart there you mean, go. That was, uh, yes yeah. okay so she Literally also right. uh Brene also talks about how vulnerability can be um or she talks about how showing up is half the battle like showing up in the arena yeah. is half the battle and like actually putting in the work at least trying exactly and also we should add Brene Brown is a researcher like she researches this stuff because she's like yes I believe in faith but also I need shit proven to me like yeah. she's very like I need to know the truth even yeah. if I am like she, and I think she's religious yeah but like yeah anyway so that's something that I appreciate about her she's able to hold those two and she does a lot of research around shame she literally studies shame literally study shame yeah and laughs about how it's like weird to talk about to people but like yeah i yeah yeah so I, in my i was thinking about father time too with kendrick lamar yeah like yeah yeah immediately that came to mind as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's just so many there's so many ways in in there's so many ways that thinking that men should just be like stonewalling is wrong like that is not okay firstly it's creating an environment for people to not be able to confront their own emotions and when they are confronted with their emotions it ends up like blowing up or it ends up like becoming a whole big thing yeah where yeah i've had multiple instances happen to me where it would be like a family member just like blow up out of nowhere who was a mm. who was a man or who is a man yeah identifies as male yeah because some little thing just like ticked them off and they were harboring so many feelings inside that it the, the slightest thing the slightest thing would tick them off and then it would be like it'd be like you're walking around like a ticking like a ticking time bomb yeah it's uh i experienced that like my brother my older brother would be like that my dad would be like that and he'd be like calm down like Like, whoa 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 whoa. and it's just like it's wild to me that we teach boys that they don't have feelings that women are the ones that have feelings and emotions yeah and that having feelings and emotions is a weird thing because feelings and emotions are literally the most honest thing about ourselves Mm -hmm. because we can't like it's not like we're controlling our feelings Mm -hmm. and as far as we know something happens and we feel something about it on a spectrum of emotions we feel something it's nothing it's not nothing we feel something yeah like having a portion of the population buy into this lie that they have no emotions and then forcing the other half of the population to buy into this lie that biologically they do and because men don't they have to care for men and provide and coddle them and yeah. do all this extra emotional labor which i've talked about before which mm-hmm. is fucking exhausting like i don't know it's just like how do you especially if you're the assumption for a lot of these same people that will buy into this because what it is cishet hetero heteronormativity <laughs> hetero het, well <laughs> hegemony i guess is what they oh. call it like uh 
patriarchal hegemony, the control, but it's, I don't know, it's weird that people that would buy into that would also not understand that you're not setting the two sexes up quote unquote for success, success yeah like totally. how on earth if you if the goal is to get men and women together to procreate more so you can have more laborers for capitalism <laughs> then that's what it boils down to radical this is a radical second this is a radical corner um, <laughs> but like if you can if that's the goal it's like why wouldn't you want them to be set up for success yeah then it brings into the question because it's better when men and women are feuding when they're beefing when there are gender wars when there's like many people are separated yeah against each other us versus them that's even better because nobody's paying attention to what's going on above them or there's like a power struggle and that's yeah generally that that is what it is um, Instead of because you don't allow, I don't know, for me, the theory for myself is like not being allowed the room to explore both parts of myself, mm-hmm. that spectrum of what people would call masculinity and femininity, mm-hmm. personality traits, even though I don't believe in gendering them. But, you know, like not being allowed to have that for so much of my life, and right. even now trying to assert that even more. It's like I am more willing to be more open to people not only having that duality, I guess, within them as well. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like allowing myself that exploration, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Has like given me a lot of permission to appreciate it in other people. Yes. And see people more like people and not genders, if that makes sense. Yeah. And that might sound very hippie, but yeah, I don't know. I just like... I feel like Bell Hooks walks this really great line of being hippie, mother angel-like, woo-woo-woo. Yeah. But also, she's a scholar. And so the way she speaks is also very... It's accessible. Mm -hmm. But it's still... I don't know. I just... Level set us free! I'm kidding. (laughs) Sorry. No, but it's true. It's that... Literally, that's what the quote boils down to. You just have to be open to... Being able to receive and also give love, which also ties into the next quote that I'm going to be bringing up very beautifully. Okay, so the quote is, The wounded child inside many males is a boy who, when he first spoke his truths, was silenced by paternal sadism, by a patriarchal Mm. world that did not want him to claim his true feelings. Okay, pause. Here, my interpretation... Very much that, yeah, when little, at some point, I talk about when like girls stop going from girl, child worthy of protecting to object worthy of being objectified. Yeah. (laughs) And when that age shift happened for so many of us, like when did it happen? Did you notice it? And for boys, I think it's the same thing, except it's like from having, and this is something that uh, Nomi Watts, or I think that's her name. She's a behavioral uh, developmental psychologist. 
and she studies young men and adolescents and she's talking about how a lot of them will have these really intimate relationships when they're younger with other young boys and then as they get older they stop talking to each other mm. and like stop sharing and stuff uh, this is something like she studied I guess mm-hmm. and so it's interesting to me that that's also something that like young men can experience in a different way of like when did you go from having intimate relationships with your other friends to all of a sudden not being able to speak to each other Mm. and you know when did your dad or your mom or whoever your parents are guardians give you that message when did the world around you give you that message just like for young girls when did you stop being worthy of (laughs) being steal someone worthy of protection and respect and care and right. turn into look at that bitch hey yeah fine you ugly anyway ho you know yeah yeah anyway sorry continue to read it i just really like unpacking <clears throat> this unless you have thoughts to add um no i feel like we touched upon pretty like most of it yeah i don't have anything to add if i agree with what you said um so the next part of the quote says The wounded child inside many females is a girl who is taught from early childhood that she must become something other than herself. Deny her true feelings in order to attract and please others. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah. Pleasing. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like you're you're consistently putting other people before yourself. Um but but all the time. But at what point do you honor your own feelings and honor your own voice? Um and this is a conversation that I've had with many women or like femme presenting people in my life. And <clears throat> it's very, it's, it's much more prevalent and I can't really speak on this experience, but it's much more prevalent. I find in like Asian women, um, mm. because with the Asian women stereotype, they're taught to be submissive, be like the, the caregiver, the provider, um and honestly i like i can see that in my mom who mm. has brought up multiple times that she's like you know i like i've sacrificed a lot to be here um i i've had to do xyz to to get to where i am and it it's it's just so it's so deeply rooted in our society, I guess. Just, like, society in general. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that the only difference that... Or not only difference. One of the differences that I'll notice with, like, someone like my mom is that, like, I always felt like she did have a lot of that still masculine energy and, like... But more so, I think it's just an expectation of black women to be domestic laborers and then also still have the strength and resilience and blah 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 resilience oh my god like that's fucking that's why whenever white women were i guess back in the day complaining about not being able to work i'm like y'all aren't working but and not just white women but mostly white women and maybe some wealthier uh Maybe just wealthier women as well. But either way, it's like y'all were able to afford to hire out your domestic labor. So you didn't have to worry about that. So Mm -hmm. like a lot of us have been working. A lot of our ancestors have been working from time. Mm -hmm. We're not, we weren't oppressed that way 
in fact, work was oppressive. But anyway, sorry, this is not the time for this. <laughs> next part, sorry. Um, next part. No, you're fine, you're fine. Um, when men and women punish each other for truth-telling, we reinforce the notion that lies are better. Oof, that, okay. When men and women punish each other for truth-telling, we reinforce the fact that lies are better. This is the thing. I am like, I don't know. When something is going on, like I'm always gonna ask for clarification. I always wanna know what is going on, sometimes to a fault. But for me, that's not just with other people, that's within myself. Like I ask myself a lot of questions. I really try and like interrogate and investigate what's going on when I'm feeling things so I can understand them better. And that way I can speak to them better. And it's a lot of practice, but yeah, sometimes I'm in situations where I'm talking to another person, especially if it's a guy and, I'm, and feelings are involved. And these have usually been romantic settings, but it can happen in other ones too. I'm trying to make them aware of the fact that like clearly they're feeling some type of way about something. Like I'm trying to speak my true feelings and get them to speak theirs. And it's like pulling teeth. And part of it is, yeah, some guys just refuse to. Part of it is a lot of guys don't know to. And part of it is a lot of guys are scared to and slash or all three. So I've spoken about this before. There have been so many times where I've dated men and been exhausted. Like I'm like, clearly you need help. Clearly you're upset about this. Clearly you're like, just fucking talk to me. Like I'm in a relationship with you. I'm trying to help you out. Like you want to be my friend. Like a lot of guys will say that. I'm like, do y'all know how to be friends with people? Because I don't think you do. Um, but like, no. they're like all of this extra stuff and they don't realize they're putting even more emotional labor onto somebody else because yeah. trying to like the thing Hooks talks about, she's like, men can have like two emotions after a certain point anger or indifference and like right 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 the minute i heard that I screamed because because people literally just talk about the anger part and i'm yeah. like yeah men can be angry but yeah. it also can show up as indifference as pretending as as just well nobody lets me talk about anything anyway so i'm just gonna close my mouth i'm not gonna say shit at all i'm just gonna be stoic and yeah it's cool Damn. No, that that like, that rings so true. That rings so 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 true. And I think especially with indifference, feigning indifference is the worst thing that you can do in any kind of I'm, in any kind of situation. I'm just like, doesn't this eat at you? Like yeah. for me it eats at me, but everyone's different, right? So like, I understand that, but yeah, that whole like we're not allowed to speak the truth yeah. because lies are better. That's yeah. what I always feel sometimes. I'm just like, what are we fucking doing here? Like, yeah. this is bullshit. Yeah. Just, I like you. I like hanging out with you. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Like, and I, obviously I'm just talking about a romantic setting. This can be in other ones as well. But mm -hmm. like, yeah, there are times where I just literally want to shake men that I've spoken to or yeah. been around and be like, what is, wh okay. You know Never. what? You know, so I've, um, okay, so mo some men that I've met, I've gotten to the point where I feel comfortable with asking them, when's the last time you cried? Oh, yeah, I'm way more comfortable with that stuff now. I'm like, I'm so comfy with my feelings. So I'm like, hey, girly, you good? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Let's chat. Let's chat. Like, tell me about what you're feeling. And 
I'm so grateful for the friends that I have in my life now because I am, I had like kind of like an out of body experience while I was like surrounded by friends and like talking to friends. And, and I, I, I think the first time that I've like, one of the first times I've truly felt the same way was when I was talking with you and I just felt so comfortable in expressing how I felt without any judgment and also like not being afraid of looking dumb maybe not maybe dumb's not mm. the right word but like emotionally unintelligent you know what i mean yeah um yeah so i was looking around my friend group and i was like i feel i feel great in knowing that the environment that i've created for myself like unknowingly and like kind of subconscious subconsciously that we're we're able to openly discuss and openly talk about how we feel and why we feel that way and where that comes from and what kind of like not that you have to have a solution to your emotions but no but there's you just have space for them exactly you literally just have space I for them literally you literally have space for them yeah and it's also a thing of like it allows at least in my opinion and experience and I'm just doing this based off of Colleen and Gabby because yeah. <laughs> Gabby sent me a voice note yesterday just checking in and Colleen's in the background just yelling randomly. It was so funny. But like, I was able to be friends with them so quickly. Yeah. And so easily. I'm going to cry. No, okay, continue. Oh, I was like, are you okay? <laughs> no, 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 I'm going to cry. Continue, it's fine. <laughs> no, but I was able to be friends with them so easily and quickly because... Yeah. There's this, I don't know, they just had this openness to them. Yeah. And this, just literally, like when I'm around them, I feel that I'm allowed space. Yeah. Like yeah. there are people that I'm around, like with you, just anyone. Like if I'm around certain people, I feel like I am allowed to just be who I am. Mm -hmm. And that has taken a long time to find. It's taken a lot of heartache and annoyances it's taken a lot of also me being a dick yeah like, you know totally. it's just but i feel and this is what we talk about a lot like i have a better sense of community even like we're not even talking about romantic love here we're no. just talking about so our friends like, yeah yeah but a lot of guys don't have that and ironically enough go to these spaces and these taints for community sorry that was wrong that shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have done that, should I? That was wrong. That was wrong. A lot of guys go to these taints for community? <laughs> that was wrong. That is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> You're so dramatic. I can't. I can't. Stop, Dennis. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's... From now on, we're recording on Friday nights. No, we're, we're recording Friday nights. This is my Friday night. Because this also gives you so much time to edit, too. But anyway. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, no, like, <sighs> it's hard for me, and this might be, uh, may or may not be a fault of mine, it's hard for me to bring a man into my life. <laughs> yep, yep, because I've been trying, uh, not I've been trying, but like, I've been trying to be more open. And you know what, we've been tried. It. We've been yeah. tried. That's it. I've been trying and I've been tried. We've been tried. Thank you. I got tried. Oh, wait. It was really <laughs> yeah, I was like, where? I got tried yesterday. There you go. And I was like, I thought I 
was friends with this Negro. And here he comes. Wow. Wow. It's always the wow. Damn. It's always the wow. Always the wow. I was like, wow. So so I'm just a, a queer person to be fetishized, huh? There you go. Okay. There Interesting. Go. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. Like, Ooh. I didn't realize how difficult it was for me to... Uh, to connect with a man um, until someone asked me, like, do you have any straight guy friends? And I was like, no. <laughs> and I said it like, bah. I, I was like, no. But that's the thing. I literally sit and think about that. I'm like, do I have any straight male friends that aren't partners to <laughs> people in my life already? Yeah, there <laughs> like, you that's go. what I'm thinking. I'm like, no, no, no. Actually, I have a few. I have a few. I have a few too. I have a few oh, too. I have, okay, a few no, too. I have a few. I have a few. I have a few. But it's like I have a few. I feel like But they are very much exceptions. Yeah. And like even if they aren't exceptions, like I don't know how to explain it. Like Yeah, they're just they just think a lot and move a certain way. And it's like they think a lot, but because this is even something that Feek pointed out in his video about the Manosphere. He was like, a lot of these guys are very smart and like are interested in like intellectual discourse or just like talking conspiracies or having someone to talk to. Right. But it's interesting to me how some of them go to that red pill, black pill community and others go to like more left-leaning spaces. Right, right, right. find not just other people, but women specifically that they can bounce ideas off of or and I'm thinking about my friend Bert because he and I will like talk all the time and mm -hmm. anytime he wants to like run an idea over or mull something over he just like sends me a voice note or if I'm thinking about something and I'm like does you think blah blah blah, blah like he sends me a voice note and, like we like challenge each other to like think a bit differently or mm -hmm. like we'll be like I don't buy that or whatever and it's nice to have that yeah but i don't know how many straight men have that like platonically with women mm -hmm. or folks socialize as women you know i don't know do especially queer women like i'm like do you have a queer woman that you're just friends with that you don't fetishize that you're you know like yeah 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 and i so there were there was i remember watching a youtube video that went viral like quite a few years ago and it was this girl walking around her like university campus and just asking men and women can can women and men ever just be friends oh my god this fucking question all the girls were like yeah all the guys no 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 and that's and none of them ever stopped to think, why can I not just be friends with a woman? Exactly. None of them ever stopped to question, is that fucked up? That yeah. Like, every single like I don't believe I could be friends with a woman because I just think unless she's my quote unquote wife, I guess, then maybe she's my best friend, but other than that I can't be friends with a woman. You yeah. Know, you, you've never stopped to question why, why you think that, that way? Thing. And I, I I don't know. <laughs> right? No, it's wild. I just don't and know. And it's also, but I've, I've run into those situations. Like I talked about it on YouTube and just in general, I've been friends with straight men specifically where I thought we were friends and they were thinking it was something else. And I'm like, wow, damn. Okay. Well, 
I kind of looked at you as a friend and maybe even a brother. And this is how you saw me the whole time. Interesting. So I thought I was a person to you. Fucking weird. But the whole time you were my friend just because you thought you were going to get something else. Yeah. You literally just wanted access to my body. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, I'm not a person to you. I am a body with orifices and certain amount of curves that you can touch, feel, move around, whatever, jerk off to, but not ever fully respect or see as an equal. That's why you can't be friends with me. Exactly. Possibly. And it's, it's like not- Like a lot of guys think incels are the problem and I'm like, incels, yes, are a problem. Yeah. But they are not the huge community. No. And a lot of y'all have tendencies that are closer to incels than you want to believe. Ooh. But it's the truth. Ain't and that I, the truth. I see this as somebody who's like, I love men and I want y'all to get better and yeah. I'm trying to figure out my own ways that I can help men, like 100%. But a lot of y'all really just, one, have a very basic level of, fem a lot of us in general have a basic definition and understanding of feminism. But even more so, a lot of these dudes just think it's about sex positivity and thinking women should get paid the same. And I'm like, boo. Mm -mm. You gotta wake up because it's not that one. And two, there are so many ways that you perpetuate sexism, that you perpetuate misogynoir. Especially, especially misogynoir. Especially other black men. Ooh! That I can't don't speak on, but I, yeah. I've, but don't get me started. You yeah. know what I'm, I, mm. a lot of y'all really need to uh, sit down because of that study. Oh, lonely men are on the rise, even though the actual article is about how more adults are just single in general. Right. But it does happen to be that it's more men and it's worse off for men. They haven't technically proven that it's better for women if they're single, but it's better for men to be partnered. And part of me suspects amongst all the other things of just having community for all people. But like, because a lot of men the only times they're talking intimately or sharing their feelings is with their female partners. Mm -hmm. Not friends even, just like their wives or girlfriends or whatever. So it kind of makes sense to me that that's why men kind of need a little bit extra. Like, But anyway, yeah. I don't know. I just, it's, I think a lot of these guys, unfortunately, it's like a lot of women I find online are using incels as a way to say, to kind of, and I'm not trying to downplay any of the stuff that they say, but there's a bit of a threat inflation of how many men in the real world actually walk and talk like this mm. in your everyday. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. to this extreme? Yeah. Not to say that it's not true, but then on the flip side, it feels like a lot of men are using those guys as like scapegoats to like kind of show that they're not as bad as those dudes. Yeah. And it's like, when we use one group of people as an extreme example, group of people exactly it's it lets a lot of people off the hook yeah for their exactly. own responsibilities and accountabilities in exactly. my opinion yeah yeah and i'm about community accountability so like because there's no way i can fight for my rights or fight for certain rights and say and not even fight but you know what i mean like educate people whatever totally. about these if i don't care about the greater community mm -hmm. and I just find it ironic all the time that so many people, especially people that claim to be feminists or claim to like, like know about or anything, not even just feminism, but just are like online, like yelling about men. It's like, you'll be the same people that'll quote someone like an Angela Davis or a Bell Hooks. And I'm like, do you read their work? Yeah. Because they speak very clearly about 
a need for bringing people in mm -hmm. and speak about a love ethic. It's not easy. And obviously they've had to deal with their fair share of bullshit from men mm -hmm. and speak about this, but that's their kind of feminism. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, I just, Kendrick released that video today of uh, We Cry Together. Mm. And I think they recorded it live because it doesn't oh. sound the same as it did in the, like they're not yelling it's not as the studio, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's like they're arguing and stuff. And I just, I'm like, this is the gender wars right here. Like everyone's just screaming at each other. Yeah. And then they smash. And I'm like, what are we doing? Like, this is all, what is happening here? Yeah. Like, Anyway, sorry. Well, the, the the point you brought up about actually doing the work um, that is so funny that you bring that up because there have been many a times where a girlfriend comes to me and is like, you know, I really thought that this guy was different because he presents as like woke online. And it's like, babe... Mm. Babe. Babe. Babe, they're all the same, babe. They're I'm kidding. They're not all the they're same. They're not all the no same. No one's a monolith. But it, it, it's just so sad to see men kind of... Co-opt uh, feminism. Yeah. Ooh. Or like weaponizing <laughs> feminism against women. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Just to get a little... But that's... A little... You know, like it's the not... I, it's the irony of it all. Yeah, but that's the thing, and I say this stuff too, and like, I say this at, in the same breath as saying that I want help for men. Yeah, and I think because that's so tension tenuous or whatever, like it's not great to feel. People don't know how to hold those two uncomfortable truths together. Mm. That like. I can ask men to be better and also still, like all of us, not just me, all of us, especially, and I'm mostly talking about the men in our lives that we have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. Because a lot of people as well, when I see people ranting about men and saying, well, I'm just divesting by, I'm like, yeah, maybe you have the luxury of doing that, but not every woman does. Yeah. There are a lot of women that financially have to depend on men in their lives. Exactly. There are a lot of women in other parts of the world that have to depend on men in their lives. Like y'all are so focused on yourselves. I'm like, y'all, Yeah. there are so many, like I, so those people that are speaking to like hooks or whoever that are speaking to thinking about, okay, how do we fix this problem? Mm -hmm. It's getting at the root. And that's the truth part too, mm -hmm. not the lie. It's the root. Mm -hmm. What is the root of the issue? Not just men are garbage and we're sick and tired of being told that we have to cater to them because that's partially the truth. Yeah, you've had to cater to men for a lot of your life. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them have been garbage because they've been allowed to be. We haven't asked for them to be better. But now instead of one demanding for them to be better, like we made feminism this whole thing about it just being for the women, which yes, people needed to feel that way, but it was just about the ladies and we were trying to empower ourselves, but not forgetting that there's a whole system above and around us right. that had to be dealt with. And it wasn't going to be dealt with by us just, I don't know, like screaming that we were empowered, getting jobs, having sex, doing whatever we wanted. Like that's part of it. We shouldn't be allowed to do that. 
but that's what should have been i don't know celebrated after we were tackling the bigger thing around us mm. because it's like we were doing all of this while we were still in this cage of this like patriarchal hegemony just hovering over all of us watching and laughing like well we're still getting paid and we're still on top so what's up you yeah, know what i mean like yeah. i just i just really like really want people to know that you can ask men specifically the men in your life to be better to hold them to be more accountability mm -hmm. if it's safe for you because some people it's not safe but you can do that and also still have love for them mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and i think that ties in really beautifully to the next quote that um i put aside so this quote has to do with like doing the work um mm. so do you want me to read it all in one go or do you want to break it down percent by sentence let's see how we feel what do i do at a period then do i oh you're gonna say just okay 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 okay, okay. <laughs> okay so um bell hooks also says in all about love new visions in patriarchal culture men are especially inclined to see love as something that they should receive without expending effort Ooh, bitch yes my god i think in the book i lent it to my sister but in the book i think i probably said exclamation point exclamation point at that part because i'm just like a lot of the dudes here they go yeah part of it is the fault of like the world around us we haven't taught people how to do that work but also fellas y'all are using that as an excuse at this point you're using it as an excuse i'm, I'm serious no you're again i, I love y'all yeah. i love y'all down but you're using it as an excuse and you're better than that mm -hmm. so let's let's let's, let's do better <laughs> let's go yeah like yeah yeah um, so the next part of the quote says, more often than not, they do not want to do the work that love demands. Love is work. Love is hard work. Love is... Because it takes work yes. to give people the space yes. to come as they are and not judge them exactly. or ridicule them or give them conditional love because of it. Yeah. It takes work to do that. You also... taught everything other than that. And you also have to be able to do that to yourself before you can do that onto others Ooh. as well. So mm -hmm. that that is just so much that is so much inner like inner work and like shadow work. Um <laughs> that that was quotes Dennis. Sorry, yeah, that was air quotes, yeah. Um and like yes. No, I I know, <laughs> right? There are some people where they talk and you want to say add more but you're just like, "Yes." You got it. <laughs> like you got yes. it. <laughs> it's true yeah but yeah it's true it's doing we were not asking men to do the work and so now what do you expect is gonna happen why do you think so many women are still mad yeah because we thought this feminism was gonna give a shit and now we're looking up and we don't really have that much we also can't the men are just garbage too there you go not all men blah 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 blah, blah. yeah um this is my favorite part of the quote um when the practice of love invites us to enter a place of potential bliss that is at the same time a place of critical awakening and pain, many of us turn our backs on love. Because let's talk about the fear, baby. Let's talk about the fear. 
You know what it is? Dennis, please go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I just love it. I just love that quote. Why is it your favorite part of this quote? So the moment I read this quote, I instantly flashed back to so many there's there were I felt oh my god I felt like I was in everything everywhere all at once and I was like going through all the fun, like all the timelines <laughs> like witness I witnessing my dad do that to my mom and how Ooh. how constant that was in the relationship and maybe it still continues but I don't know um, but it is so much easier to lie and like suck it up and be like oh like that doesn't affect me rather than fully feeling what whatever it is through and i feel like my dad is such a victim of that you will it's also because you end up learning a lot of stuff about yourself that you're either gonna like or not like exactly yeah and you either have to accept or not and like it sounds silly when we say this but it's true like in certain therapy they call it a choice point too where like mm. is this gonna move me towards my values or away from my values yeah yeah and for me like over the last like two three years and i even have i think an old youtube video about it really <laughs> about why can't we go deeper talking about feelings because i'm just like and it was one of the it was the time when i first read one of bell hook's books that i was thinking about this mm. of like i just I didn't want to live my life, and this is going to sound woo-woo-y, but I don't and didn't want to live my life in fear. Like, it's an active choice that I have that I do not want to live my life and make decisions based off of fear. Mm -hmm. Whether that means, like, uh, going out with people when I really don't want to just because I'm afraid I'm going to be alone. Or, uh, I don't know, not telling someone how I feel about something that upset me or made me feel a certain way once I've had time to like process it, understand my feelings yeah. because I'm afraid that they're going to leave. Yeah. Cause if they have to go, then bye. Like, yeah. you know, like it's just like, there's so many things that we're afraid of that we don't realize we're letting fear guide us. And yeah. in this old cataclysm sentence episode of radio lab, and I did my own as well. Cause I loved it so much. But one of the guys in it, I can't remember the full quote, but he's like, Apart from loud noises and falling down, most of your fears are taught and mostly negligible. And when he said that, it really resonated with me. And he was talking about it in a different context. Mm -hmm. um, but it really spoke to me because, yeah, I just was like, you know, if I can operate from a mindset that a lot of my fears are taught, or it's like, I think I'm supposed to be scared of that, then. I can give myself a lot more freedom to understand that if something is a little scary, it actually really isn't. Because right. by the time I get to 100, if I live that long or 80 or whatever, I'm going to look back and be like, girl, you could have done so much other stuff right. if you didn't just let fear guide you. Yeah, yeah. And I feel bad because it feels like a lot of men are so scared of their own feelings and so scared of feeling their feelings in front of women, especially for being perceived as less manly and honestly bell hooks calls women out too because some of yeah them, you know and i'm saying women no but you know some folks don't let men will start to share their feelings i've done this before had to own up to that and women will get upset and start crying mm. and men immediately stop and are like okay i gotta take care of this now and it's like yeah 
that also makes you afraid to share your feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sorry, I'm talking so much. You are a man. I'm sorry. Oh my god. Oh no, it's Ooh. fine. What? What? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> no, I just, I just meant like you have, ex- you can speak to your experience as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. As hu- not as humans. Oh, here we go. Okay, so it's only natural for people to pick the easier route. Yeah. Whereas the more uh, the way that she puts it, the critical awakening route and pain and the root of pain is not one that you're inclined to take because nope. pain. Not Girl, good. Bye. <laughs> why yeah but why (laughs) potential bliss nice um even if it's more temporary than exactly the pain and doing that for a while and then having a longer lasting period of bliss exactly so people look for the now people look for they they want instant gratification where um they're like no i want to make my partner happy i'm not going to say anything down the road oof the resentment that builds up. The resentment need, that builds up. Need only look at the gender war now. Look at all the resentment that was building up. Exactly. 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 Many of us turn our backs on love, is what she finishes a quote with. What? I don't know. I just, I just went with Y'all that. are going to be sorry about us recording on Friday oh nights. Y'all are going to be sorry about this. Oh, my God. Um, so, those, I mean, those were the two quotes that I wanted to bring up. And I really feel like he's, he's just a scared little boy who needs <laughs> help. Girl, I don't know. <laughs> okay, but I am reading about, like, abolitionist feminism which is the thing about like it's tension of trying to hold space between like how do we get rid of the prison industrial complex but also how do we deal with the Andrew Tates of the world you know the the violent offenders you know men that'll domestic all that kind of stuff like how do we do that whilst also still wanting to abolish prisons that was my next question um, not exactly, but like... But what do we do with Andrew Tate? Yeah, like how do we practice compassion with someone who spews so much vitriol yeah. like him, you know? I, okay, that's a big question. Yeah! How do we have compassion for the Andrew Tates of the world? Yeah, like what? Like, how do you even approach something like that? Because I know that... I mean... It, Abdul, what? Hold on. Abdul! He went, did somebody say Andrew Tate? <laughs> I'll do, put a shirt on and come over here. <laughs> you did it to yourself. <laughs> or don't, it's up to you. No. Oh. I'm kidding. All right. But also, please. Anyway, but uh, I don't know. Like, I don't like know. How do, where do you even I start? I really don't. 
I haven't, I only started that book yesterday, so they haven't given me the answers yet. And they also say that they can't give you all the answers. It's meant to be like a working guide. There you go. So maybe I'll like, may, but they might point to different parts of the world, how people deal with that. This is Abdu. We've met. Hey man, how's it going? This is my little brother. Nice he to meet you. Well, we've met before. One. Yeah. And unfortunately, what were you going to say about Andrew Tate? Nothing. I was just trolling. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. But I have a question for you. What would you do with an Andrew Tate, Abdu? Like, what, do what would you, I do with him? What do we think we should do with somebody like that that really hates women, that is has said some really horrible shit, uh, that we... Is doing illegal shit. Like do women, how do is we? That how do allegedly, we... allegedly. Uh... Yeah, like allegedly. Me, I'm always a person. Someone, if I don't like somebody or I don't care about somebody, my best action against them is just ignoring them straight up. Like I don't even pay them attention if they're not important to me. You know, that's like what I always do. All right. So. Yep. All right, we <laughs> solved the problem. <laughs> Hope it helps. Like what? <laughs> Hope it does help. <laughs> there you go. Wait, no, but seriously. Okay, last question. Are you worried about about being one of those lonely menses because of like what the gender wars? Do you feel like it's happening right now? Do you feel Yeah, like- but I also have a very big family, so I'm not really worried about that. Like I get along with we have like four other siblings, so I never was ever worried about being alone. Oh, oh. <laughs> he's a cancer, That's ladies. So he's a cancer. He's six two. He's got big eyes. He's a very gentle soul. He's a gentleman. I was lighting up a joint. The wind was blowing, and he immediately put his hand right where you see. There you go. I, I'm biased because I've cared for him since he was a youngin, but. Also, yeah, in my room again. Uh, You and Lydia, (laughs) he's acting like him and Lydia are beefing, and I need him to stop. She's obsessed, (laughs) and so is he. Anyway, (laughs) he just looked at me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, continue. No, but continue. Sorry, the gent. No, but like, not that you're gonna be alone, but like that it's gonna be hard to find a partner. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't. The thing is, like, most people, or most people I meet from the opposite sex, right? I've never really had a problem like that. I never really like people like going in, quoting stuff they saw from Instagram and shit like that. I don't really see. I don't really see that type of stuff happening on the regular, like in person. Obviously, when I look online, it's a whole different story. But yeah, completely different. But most people I talk to is not really on that timing. They don't hate men. No, not from what I've seen though. Have you been on a dating app here? No. Okay. Well, well I just got here yesterday, so I, <laughs> so I can't even like. <laughs> Damn, man, you move quick. <laughs> Damn. Well, anyway, thank you, Abdu. No problem. Thank you for providing the smooth, sultry bass sound. <laughs> no, honestly. <laughs> I know his voice is so low. What the it's like he wasn't talking for a while, then all of a sudden, like your voice used to be so high when you were younger. Yeah, I know that. All of a sudden, he was like, 
Hey, what's up, Khadija? <laughs> I was like, ah! <laughs> Sorry, you have to get ready for work. Yeah. Say bye to the people, Abdu. Bye. See ya. People. <laughs> people. <laughs> so we solved the problem. I don't know what to do. I do we put folks like that on an island together and like I think we should put Andrew- have like a facility where like it actually is like regular everyday life like you have like those uh alzheimer's or dementia villages no so hold on hold on hold on but there's therapy (laughs) the compassion is that they're not in a jail cell (laughs) but there's there but they're still on the island like they're not allowed to just go out and do shit so we're not going to put you behind bars but essentially it's the same thing it's it's jail but you have a bit more freedom like it's outside you know what Uh. i mean like it's like you are allowed to like you're treated like a human being. So it's a rehab. You rehab, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. We but should a rehab where you are only on that island. Like you are not like you don't get to just be with the outside world. There's no internet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna put Andrew Tate. In a room with Azalea Banks. <laughs> Stop. Don't. Don't subject that. No. No. Because even though Azalea Banks is problematic as hell, I'm not going to subject that black woman to him. She is. She will rip him to shreds. She will, but that's not her responsibility. On B. You oh, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're you right. know? Like, right, who? Right, right. You know who? <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. Men. You're right. Other men. Put... Put Andrew Tate in a room with other men, like Mike Tyson, and who, what's another, what's another, I don't know, stop that. Sorry. Oh my god, that is a kid. <laughs> Who's another, I don't know, you, uh, what's that, Irish boxer, or like, MMA fighter? Something McGregor. Yes. Not Ewan, Ewan McGregor. McGregor. Nope. No, no, no. Nope. That's an actor. Connor. Connor. My yes. boy Connor. <laughs> it took nice. So long. Nice, 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 nice. Yeah, put him in a room with Connor McGregor. See where ha- I mean. Well, actually, like- I mean, they're all probably. They're. All, I've heard them talk. They're all still misogynistic as hell. Yeah. So maybe not, but maybe folks like them. I don't know. I truly do not know what to do. And maybe I will after I finish reading this book. Uh, but like you said, it's also not your responsibility. It's not, but it's... All, if I'm going to talk about community responsibility, right. we all... Like, there's something There's something that has to be done with right. men like this. I right, think right, right. banning him from those online places was a start. Because like you were talking about last week, he has a lot of accessibility. Like, people have too much access to his quotes, to his thinking, to his extremism so yeah yeah i think that's a good first step mm-hmm. i but did then, yeah like i did I read know. an article definitely more regulation online for sure yeah yeah i did but read an article slippery slope i read an article recently about how um this woman was talking to her son about andrew tate and um he was 
surprisingly very like the the child was surprisingly very like skeptical about his influence on the world. I forgot how he worded it specifically, but in the article it said something about how if you're born in the age of the internet, you're kind of born into the age of skepticism. Yeah, because you're bombarded with a lot of info. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's also why I was talking about the thread inflation thing. I'm like, I fully understand, like, that, yeah, there does need to be an eye kept on things like this, for sure. Mm -hmm. And because of incidences where incels, extreme incels, have actually murdered people in real life, yes, it does need to be something that is monitored. And there are people that are in online spaces monitoring it because they've seen that it's a danger. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that this is what's happening in the everyday. Even Abdu just said that. He's like, I don't really know if the girls online are saying they hate, you know, like, I think it's going to age some of us. But I think it's that thing of, you know, when like you were younger and older people were like freaking out about something and you were like, it's really not that big a deal to us. Right. Right. <laughs> like, right, right, right. You know, like I think, I think there are a lot of things in place. Yeah. And maybe that's part of it. But anyway. Interesting. Well, yeah, that's all I got. Do you want to, do you want to take a break and do some letters? Yeah. Um, we are going to take a little break um, because that was a lot. So I need to take a little breather. So we'll be right back. We're going to be addressing two letters that were emailed to us. What? <laughs> you said that was so much it's, confidence. I did. Why did I say twat? I don't what? Know. Girl, oh. three? <laughs> Duh. 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 Oh, um, Khadija. That's embarrassing. Anyway. No, it's not embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It really isn't. I just had to say it, yeah. but it really isn't. Um, so we're going to be talking about two letters uh, that came in. Um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. I'm going to go to the washroom. Be right back. Yes. Thanks for joining us on this journey. Um, you know what? Okay, sidebar. One thing that I've always wanted to do was to be like a late night radio host like telling stories and look what we're doing look what we're doing we're doing that that would be cool you know like those um they just like they read they literally read letters that come in and like they tell their audience about i think there's like a specific topic for the week and then everyone just sends their letters in and then the the radio host just reads the letters I remember listening to that kind of radio station as a kid because my parents loved to go for, like, drives. So we would just go, like, driving places. Anyway. (laughs) We really are becoming what we wanted to be as kids. Crazy. I think that's wild. Ah, I'm going to cry later on. Um, Okay, so (laughs) this one comes in from Kiri, C-U-R-I. She, her pronouns. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. If not, please um, berate me. Um, So Damn. No, don't berate me. Uh, So, Carrie writes in and says, Kiss me where you bruise me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry, 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 sorry. 
You can't do that, otherwise I'm gonna wanna I'm sorry, 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 I'm s
Hey, first thing I'm going to say, have you listened to the New York Times, the daily episode about young folks and mental health? Oh my God, I listened to that episode. Yes. That Great episode. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, okay. I think that would be a good thing to listen to, mm-hmm. just to give you a bit more information as to why you might be feeling the way you are, because mm-hmm. I think that that's a good step mm-hmm. um, into understanding how to fix or, or resolve or whatever the quote-unquote problem. Mm-hmm. But what you're feeling to me isn't a problem. It makes sense. Like, it's just how you're feeling. Like, it's honest. It's just what it is right now. Yeah. You, when you're discovering your personality, your sexuality, orientation, whatever it is, especially right now, there's so much information out there. Yes. That you see with with or without your own consent. Like, you just, it's a lot. So, it takes a lot of discipline to either choose not to partake take frequent breaks so that you can really like figure out what who you are by figure out who you are and what you actually want without uh the influence of others and a book i'll recommend is called digital minimalism because Mm. in it he talks about the author talks about i can't remember the author's name but he talks about um solitude and how it's not just about being by yourself because you could be in a cafe and be in solitude it's just about not having others' thoughts imposing on yours. And influencing yours, yeah, totally. Yeah, or other information. Like, it's just you by yourself. And what you have coming into you, you're choosing. Like, if you're outside at a park filled with people and you're reading a book, you've chosen to read that book and receive whatever the information is in that book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think for Curie... It can be difficult to find solitude mm-hmm. because there's so much info, but maybe trying to practice that a bit more, if you're able to, mm-hmm. I think would be a good step because we can't tell you who you are or what your what conclusions you're going to come to on this journey of figuring out the ace spectrum or arrow or all of that. You know, like we can't give you that answer because that's what you're doing, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, I don't know, just like... Yeah, so... Trails off. (laughs) When I first read, or like my initial thoughts after reading this email was that it seems like, not it's, I don't want to say that, but this email is basically a long-winded way of saying, is what I'm feeling okay? Mm Mm-hmm. And yes, girly, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is, 100%. And mm-hmm. you've only been taught to doubt what it is that you're feeling because of your past experiences. And the way that you're reacting is just um, in a way that you're familiar with. So this is in a way that... Mm-hmm. So someone, pro- or multiple times in the past, has probably been like, um, oh, like, that's... Like, the way that you're feeling. You're like You're being dramatic. Exactly. Like, you're, you're being dramatic. Calm down. Calm down is a big one. Um, you're too sensitive. You're, Ooh, I've heard it all. You're blowing Ooh. this out of proportion. Um, Ooh! I didn't say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're overthinking. Yeah. All right. Keep them coming. Damn. God damn. Yeah, listen, I've, I've heard a lot. <laughs> so, Carrie, yes. Like, I didn't love you. Oh. <laughs> I never loved you. Could you imagine? Damn. <laughs> um, That's why I slept with your cousin. <laughs> <I'm kidding. 
back at yourself at a certain age you're just gonna be like oh my gosh i doubted so much of myself yeah because of bullshit that other people told me yeah like, oh no like it just takes so much practice to catch mm-hmm. yourself when you're doing it mm-hmm. and i think also uh something else that's really important is to start if you haven't already start practicing self-compassion um Ooh, big one because it like it starts within yourself like you can't you have to be nicer to yourself. You have to allow yourself the space to make mistakes and find out what it is that you're looking for. Yeah. That's the only way you're also going to learn what, not the only way, but for a lot of people it is to know what they don't like, like, or don't want to do again or don't like about themselves. Sometimes you have to learn the hard way. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us want to avoid that, but... Mm -hmm this whole episode if we're talking about all about love give yourself that love that space yep to make those mistakes and explore that stuff mm-hmm. and um so Curie also asked about imposter syndrome and like achievements in school um in that sense you are the only person that got you there you you can feel your oats like literally celebrate yourself because if you don't who the fuck will hey Lydia Lydia's just over here trying to climb into the window and in aspects of gender of of identity like gender expression um high school is like it's all just play babes yeah yeah if you're in a place that you're allowed to play because that was the next one yeah so high school is a very interesting place in that everyone's discovering who they are and Mm -hmm. after this year next year you're going to be heading to whatever it is that you're going to be pursuing after high school whether it be post-secondary whether it be i don't know just like anything just like vibing whatever it is and you will find that once you're out of that environment where people where you're kind of if you do stick out quote unquote in high school and you are made fun of for that once you leave high school you can literally reinvent yourself you can do whatever the fuck you, you can want, do whatever the fuck you want babes at any point at any point but I'm saying it, it would be easier for you to explore mm-hmm. that after high school. So Sometimes, yeah. 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 So I mean I spent my whole twenties and I'm like we said it earlier, now in a place where I'm like, Oh my god, I feel like I'm growing up to be the person I always wanted to be. Yeah. In some weird way but that yeah. I wasn't able to articulate. Yeah. And we're both like thirty. Yeah, yeah. We both just turned thirty this year. Yeah. Like and um, it, it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's not going to be a two-week thing. It's literally going to take your entire life. Because um, we're not even done. No. and we're I not done till you're dead. And I cannot believe that we're not done. Because if I think about where I'm at now and how I feel about my environment and who I surround myself with and like just how I feel, 
how can this get better? You know? That's literally what I think, too. I'm like, wow, how can this get better? This yeah. is wild. If, 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 if this is what we're working towards, um, it, it's just crazy to think. It's just why... And sorry for using that word, but it's, it's, um, it's interesting to wild. think about how much better things can be when they're already... Yeah. It's good. So... There's hope, Yuri. There's hope. There's hope. And also, I did not know of the words imposter syndrome when I was 17. Holy... Say what? I, oh, my God. I did know the feeling, but I didn't know the words. Yep. So you get... So it's, people in high school have a lot of resources available and, like, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Honestly, it's too much. It's too much. It's too much info. It's a lot. Like, I had a lot of info. I reposted something that somebody, like, it was a Twitter post of, like, I think having unsupervised access to the internet since I was 11 has done irreversible damage to my brain. And I was like, that's literally when it started. I've been online since I was, like, 11. Yeah. Even, so, like, even yeah, younger I than still, that, even. I still played outside. Yeah. Like, I still, like, did that stuff, but I also still was very much online. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Ooh, Lord. Kiri, you are not alone. Um, don't. We're here with you. We. Not to. We are never alone. Not to be, like, a God weird, like. God is with us. We. We are never alone. God is with us, God will ride alone for all days, forever and ever, we are never alone. I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry. Period. Period. So, Kiri, hope that helps. (laughs) Welcome to Gospel Hour. I'm kidding, okay. Uh, well, yeah, we hope that helped. Um, you are not alone, and uh, mm-hmm. not to like. Anyway, no, I was going to talk about parasocial relationships, but that's another episode. <laughs> Goddamn. Damn. Um, all right, cool. So that was one. Um, the next one, let's talk about. Okay, cool. Um, this one comes from Tony. Uh, she, her pronouns. Um, Tony sends in an email that says, Greetings, my fellow humans. My name is Tony. I am a recovering, obedient daughter and cool, cool in air quotes, little sister. I shaped my identity around other people so hard it took me 10 years to realize I like romance more than action despite writing romance stories. <laughs> I am black. 31 and about 15 to 20 percent queer and nerdy <laughs> i respect him um, i love it percentage tony says so context done i found myself at 27 ish and the first thing i did was cut ties with my dad we used to talk every week and i was always strained afterwards red flag mm. but i thought it was my job too yeah he was <laughs> He was so lonely, and I felt like I was supposed to help him. He was so sad after my mom left with us, and it felt like it was my job to make up for that. So despite him laughing at me when I yelled at him, him slutching my cousins, him saying he didn't think I would graduate college, but my brothers would, 
trying to get me to take care of him, trying to twist info about my mom out of me every week and obsessing about his idea about her that made him look like a victim. Ooh, the tea's hot. I felt like I should love him. He was sweet and I was lucky to have a dad. Then, trigger warning, uh, let's talk about death here. Um, then he died in February of this year and I am not sad. I'm glad he's gone. I cried at the funeral because other people were going to miss him. Now that he is dead, I can't be mad. I can be. I can be mad and open about his bullshit. So my question is, how do you cope with someone? How do you cope with not loving someone you're supposed to? Damn. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. And then um, Tony ends with. I hope the tea is hot. <laughs> Did I not just say that? That's so funny. You literally just, that's wild. Okay. And thank you for this podcast. You both are amazing. I absolutely adore the glimpse into your dynamic that you allow. Um, Dennis, you're going to cry so hard. You're going to eat and then sob. No, literally, food. literally. Um, lonely bridge trolls like me need to see that this level of connection is possible. Oh my God. No, I'm going to cry. What? Yeah. Not yeah. this level of connection. And then Tony ends the email with, "You do thing good." <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Love that. I fucking love that. Thanks, Tony. So also Tony's Tony's subject from uh, for the email was, "Greetings from Planet Repression." Oh God, Tony <laughs> Tambo. Okay, you're funny, Tony. Oh. I like you. Um, you're very funny. Um. How do you cope with not loving someone? You're supposed to. But what is supposed to mean? Because here it is. Because here it is. There you go. People say that blood is thicker than water, or they say you're supposed to love the people that you're around. And like, that to me, and this is why I loved Hooks' quote so badly, because when I read that, it was confirmation bias for me. I was like, finally. Mm. Someone is confirming to me that, yeah, it is fair to say that you do not just get to expect and demand love from people, a.k.a. space to act however you want, be however you want, no matter how it affects those around you. And I'm going to love you no matter what. No, you don't get to just demand that. Mm -hmm. That is earned over time. That requires a lot of trust. That is also earned over time. Mm -hmm. So love is not something that you just... I don't know. I don't understand people just saying that you can just love people because they're your family, like just mm -hmm. that. I'm sure that there are maybe chemicals or whatever between mother and child when or like parent and child, whoever is giving birth. I don't know. I don't know that part of it. Maybe if there are any biologists or anything that are out there listening that can speak to that. But like maybe it's different for a mother or again, person who with a uterus. Like, maybe it's different for them with a child that they give birth to. But for me, just, like, having a family and stuff, I've had to say this. Like, I'm very close to my younger siblings, but that is something that we've developed over time. That's not something I can say about my older siblings because we haven't been able to develop that relationship. So, like, I don't know. Like, for me, it's like I can like people well enough and understand what type of like relationship I guess I'm supposed to have with them. But like, 
yeah, to me, love is something that you earn with mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean earn to, like, make people feel like you're not allowed to expect some kind of kindness or whatever. But, like, expecting compassion and expecting people to just love you just for the sake. Like, I don't know. That's... It's very like, it's two that's... very different levels. Um, and also, yeah. when you brought up the quote, uh, blood is thicker than water, um, have you... Have you ever have you ever heard the full quote? No. Okay, so if I recall correctly, the full quote is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. That literally has the exact oh. it's it's the exact opposite of blood is thicker than water. Wow. See, and that's the thing. I'm like, yes, a covenant whatever this is like when you're entering into like relationships with other people yeah intentionally yeah. there's a lot of work that goes into that absolutely ties back to bell hooks it's, it's all about like love is work yeah and a lot of our not just the men in our lives but a lot of our family don't want to do or don't want to do that work or think that that work is implied just because we live together yeah and tolerate each other yeah and it's like tolerate each other but what do i know about you exactly it's like it's like the same thing like um uh i have half brothers and i knew to never expect anything in terms of gifts from them because they don't know who i am it's like when you get gifts from people who like don't know who you are really and you're like, oh cool. Sweet. You're just like, what is this? <laughs> like, like, girl. This is a car? You got me a car? Like, like a I, car? I don't know. I just I feel like so many of us, and this also goes back to the hooks quote, not just between men and women, but all of us, it's like the lie. Like Yeah. What are you what do we gain or what are you trying to gain by pretending your relationship is something that it isn't Mm -hmm. or pretending in general, like what would it mean to just speak what your truth is and try to understand that for yourself? Right, right, right. Does that make sense? I I hope that's not too like heady. No, that makes sense. Um, So let me just pull up uh, her email just to make sure that we touched upon everything. Um... How do you cope with loving I, someone you're not supposed to? You're, you're supposed to. Not loving someone you're supposed to. I think yeah. the other part of that is just guilt. Like, yeah. Because, and shame. Again, going back to shame. People mm. shame you for when you say, like, I, oh, I don't really speak to my family. Or I don't really speak to my family. Yeah, actually. So just yeah. like, you know, you get shamed for that. Because it's like, well, what did you do? And it's like, what did I do? Hold up. I didn't ask I didn't ask to come here yeah as far as I know yeah. I arrived on this planet and then all of a sudden it was a lot of garbage for a while yeah. so by the people that I'm supposed to just love like no wonder a lot of us have a messed up perception of love we have these weird toxic dynamics dynamics with so many members of our family that could be helped if we were all not even just us but our parents their parents you know we're given the space to speak to each other. Mm. Oddly enough, hi, hi, about feelings, <laughs> <laughs> about expectations, about how do we want everyone in this house to feel? Yeah. About communication, all of that. Like, none of, so many of us didn't get those tools, so couldn't give it to others, couldn't give it to others. And like, it's like a constant 
cyclical yeah. thing. And a lot of us are turning around and saying enough is enough, but it's, yeah, it's difficult because it requires cutting certain people out that just are never going to get with the program. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's going to be your parents. Yeah. I mean, Jeanette McCurdy wrote that book. I'm glad my mom's dead. There you go. There you go. She and she didn't even realize until after she died how much damage she had done to her. She put her mom put her through so much shit. Damn. So much shit. I I, I did a little bit of reading and about the book. And probably didn't even realize. Probably didn't even realize as wild. Yeah, yeah. There were some things that were so blatant. Um so like okay, maybe not then. <laughs> well, there were just some things. There were not everything was like super undercutting or like super like very hidden, but um, it, people's responses to past trauma is just perpetuated when the cycle isn't broken. Like it'll it'll just yeah. keep on going and going and going, and that's what intergenerational trauma is. Um, so. Good on you for yeah. for for accepting the fact that you don't have to love this person people tell you you are. Like yeah. honestly, I think it's brave to even say that. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I agree. Because yeah, there's a lot of enmeshment in families too. Yeah, so yeah. So like yeah. and people will try to make you feel, and I'm using this word on purpose, like a crazy person if you say this doesn't feel right and i don't think we have the healthiest ways of communicating with each other and i want to address that yeah people will make you feel like a crazy person for saying something like that yeah yeah people will people will talk their way in circles before they before, tell the truth yeah exactly and it's like well why are you doing all of why, why are you jumping through hoops why are the hoops on fire why, why are there spikes below you? What's going on? <laughs> this, this is what I'm saying. Thank you. So, doesn't make any sense, but Tony, what you're feeling is normal. <laughs> what you're feeling is valid, too, and it's also okay. Like, yeah. I think maybe just think more about the shame and guilt portion if you think you feel that as to right. why you're not upset or why you don't feel bad that he's gone. Right, right. And if you come to the conclusion that like yeah it's just because other people i'm supposed to feel this way and i don't and like that that's going to be your own unpacking i think because mm-hmm. it's like it's less to do with the actual like i guess not less to do with the situation but it's still just like yeah i think it's just more to do with i think i'm supposed to feel this way but yeah. why do i think i'm supposed to feel this exactly way? exactly exactly that was yeah. that's what i was going to say um and there are always questions to ask around it. Like, yes. always think, what am I? Not, what am I not thinking of, or what am I missing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think Which with takes practice but. with with these questions that we're getting as of late. I just feel that a lot of this comes from people being told that they're supposed to feel a certain way, or they're not supposed to feel a certain way. Yep. And this is literally validation corner because we're literally, we're just telling you guys that like, yeah, what you're feeling is fine. So with Kiri before, it was like... Because your feelings aren't right or wrong. They just are. They just are. And you have to unpack and unravel them so that you can understand why they are. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that takes time. Again, read Dr. Mark Brackett's Permission to Feel, because he talks a lot about that. He talks about display rules, about mm -hmm. how certain people in certain bodies are allowed to express certain emotions or expected to, whilst others aren't. Mm -hmm. Talks about mood meters. So and how to like read those like it's just the more information I'm serious the more people invest in learning about themselves genuinely I think yeah the more powerful you become because and and yeah and demanding better of themselves not yeah. just learning about themselves but demanding better of themselves for I agree highly the world agree. around them yeah. I don't know I just really think yeah once a lot of us once you want better you do better or you at least start to like you're like you try hey, to yeah you like going to, you like me and all my shows. caveats I always have a caveat I'm like oh or... <laughs> oh god but Tony yeah like your feeling is fine it's totally okay to not miss your dad that kind of treated you like shit <laughs> like, like that basically used you to just get all of his feelings out as as to what you're saying in the letter literally and like as like an emotional scapegoat or an emotional like yep. uh like Dumping a ground yes like a sponge yeah, yeah. that's that's yeah. unfair that's not your job a lot of people don't realize it too like like why are times where i'll like sorry go ahead no i just came to a realization it's like tony why are you parenting Oh, Period. again. Why are you parenting? Read, also read Adult Children of Emotionally Immature Parents. Oh, I love that book. God, the title, I haven't even finished it. Like, I'm still, like, I will read uh, two chapters and then have to put it down for yeah. a while to just digest and process. It's a lot, yeah. But, yeah, it's the title is very shady, and I really would encourage parents to read it, not to, like, shame them. Like, I'm it's just to me it's like have more information mm -hmm. like the way it's presented seems pretty like hey this is the info that i have like one time anyway. one time i was i was facetiming my dad and he was like what is that and i was like what are you what are you talking about i don't think i don't think you want to know what the title what, of this what book are you, is what are you talking about, meanwhile dad? me i sent it directly to my father i was like an interesting read <laughs> i love that i love that <laughs> oh god well Hope that helps. Hope it helps. We don't have to do anymore. We're tired. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was it. There's only two. Perfect. Oh, my God. I thought there was three. No. Well, that just about wraps up this part two of talking about Andrew's taint. And all its terrible, 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 terrible smells. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about that. No, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But... All we're gonna go. to say, we're going <laughs> to go because I'm tired. Same. But thanks so much for listening. And if you're watching this on Patreon slash maybe the second, the, the Leftover Millennial YouTube channel. Hey now. There you go. Maybe I'll do that too. There you go. There you go. But yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's good. See ya. Bye. Bye.